Welcome to Revolution Solution, providing you with solutions for your revolution to be a free person in an unfree world. Join us in our pursuit of sovereignty through permaculture, technology, and community. Welcome back to Revolution Solution. This is Jared the Permi Guy. This week I'm joined by my dog Max in the recording room because we're leaving the door open to my office lately. Uh, so different animals are able to come and go throughout recording now, which is kind of fun. This week I am going to talk about what I keep in my car kit. This is largely inspired by the episode that we did last year with my good buddy Will uh, talking about uh, healing at home, but he also got into like the things that he's always kept in his car, um, having grown up out west and knowing that help was never close by. Uh, so kind of that mindset led me to develop a car kit of my own uh, with a lot of the same pieces, uh, just knowing that I don't have much support out here where we live currently, and also just kind of having the mindset that I need to help myself first if I'm at all able to. So before we get into that, I've got some housekeeping type stuff and just a few things to discuss before that. Uh, so all of my links can be found at lsd.ittybitty.tips. That is the premium tip tree set up by Josh the Renegade Butcher. Uh, that's got all my links to socials, the Etsy shop, the Drive, which is currently Google Drive folder with most of my current designs for LSD, all the podcast links, etc. Also wanted to plug GTs. We're getting closer to an official launch with that. Um, I have done two designs for Brian Norton, uh, Food Forest Farm, Scrambling University, Squatch Fest, etc. Uh, he's been very happy with both of those, which just brings my heart a lot of joy. I am currently working on one for Toolman Tim, which is super exciting and look like I have another uh, logo design that Brian Alexevich brought my way. So staying busy on that front, that's pretty cool. Um, hopefully things get busy on the LSD front, uh, but I actually have a few things to mention in that regard coming up. So moving on. Uh, just earlier this week. I was honored to be included in Toolman Tim's workshop radio, uh, which was a 24-hour long YouTube live stream uh, where he featured different content creators that have been a part of his community over the last year. Uh, we all just submitted a piece of content that we enjoyed most from the year, and I submitted the interview that Cody and I did with Pat Watson of Uncensored, Uncensored Tactical talking about home defense and various related topics. Uh, we got a really good, really good feedback uh, while that episode was playing on Toolman Tim's live stream. If you'd like to check it out on the live stream, uh, obviously you can find it in your podcast player at any point. But if you want to go to YouTube and go to part one of the workshop radio, because he broke it up into two 12-hour segments, uh, around the three-hour and 50-minute mark is where the Revolution Solution episode came in. 
I will also say that most people were most impressed with Pat, which is hard to it's hard to disagree with him on that front. Uh, and hopefully that's a good sign of Cody and I's interviewers to to bring out some more of the positive in the guest. But I mean, Pat is just kind of an incredible person on his own. So I, I don't know that we can take much credit for that. So earlier today, January 5th, uh, I sent a tweet at Bird Arcist from FagCast slash Timeline Earth. Uh, I guess it's not been FagCast for a good while now. Uh, because he had given a shout out to wonderful, amazing artist Moo, Mew, I don't, still don't know how he likes to have it pronounced, um, for the Long Deer sticker that was given to Bird at Childerberg. And some people may know that was a sticker that I gave to Bird. So I just sent a quick tweet at Bird saying that I, I'm glad that he liked it, but I was the one that designed that and gave it to him. Uh, so he gave me a little shout out on Twitter. People were asking if the long deer could be made into merch and I made them aware that it has been. And I, I think I sold three of those uh, at and following Childerberg last year. So hopefully something comes of that. Bird tweeted out the graphics that I had included in the tweet replies and they were getting uh, you know, definitely more likes, responses, etc. than anything that I tweet out does. So hopefully something productive comes from that. On a somewhat related note, I may have some local business coming my way soon. Um, my wife and I went by the local Goodwill after I got off work today to try and find me a color printer unsuccessfully. Uh, I haven't seen many electronics at Goodwill lately. I don't know what's up with that. Anyway, the lady that was working the checkout when we were at Goodwill, uh, we got to talking about just the clothes that my wife had found. She's always finding you know great things in her style and her size at Goodwill. Uh, you know, obviously at, at very good prices because they're used clothes that have been donated. Uh, and I mentioned the shirt that I was wearing. I also got at Goodwill and you know, designed the logo on it myself, and I, that's something that I do working just with clothes that I find at that Goodwill and others in the area. And the lady was really impressed. She was from, you know, somewhere in New York. I don't know all the different New York accents, but it was, you know, New York City accent. Uh, and she was, she was interested in having t-shirts made. So, so my wife is going to take the lookbook of all my designs that I had printed out for Self-Reliance Fest to the lady at the Goodwill and see if she's interested in any of the designs I've made currently. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. I, everything that I've made so far has been quite niche, but I also let her know that I can make you know pretty well anything that you know is, is reasonable to design and then produce the shirts. Uh, she also asked for business cards because you know it, I guess it's kind of against policy to just be handing out business cards for not goodwill, but she offered to to do so to try and get me some business locally. So that. You know, I, I don't know exactly what that's going to entail, uh, but hopefully it's something productive. I may have a new market, which would be really cool. Um, I, I like, obviously, uh, designing for niches that I'm passionate about. Uh, so far, that's been Bitcoin, anarchy-related topics, uh, permaculture. But if I need to do some other things, you know, if, if there's demand for people in the area they want particular things that I'm happy to do that as well just to you know uh, flex my design muscles learn some new skills and and get 
you know, get some money to keep things going and also find new markets, I guess. <sighs> Finally, in the housekeeping type items, I am looking for Bitcoin wallet recommendations. I have been unhappy with Samurai for a while now. It's just consistently, when I try to send transactions out of Samurai, it will say that it's creating the transaction, signing the transaction, and when it gets to the broadcasting portion, it'll just say it failed to broadcast. There's no error message or any indication of what exactly went wrong. It just fails to broadcast and will do so for days at a time. That coupled with the fact that there is no easy way to connect to my own node, which really bothers me because the reason I run a node is to be able to verify my transactions, obviously. Uh, I want to move away from it. I've used Blue Wallet in the past, but I have my multi-sig, uh, all the XBubs in a Blue Wallet currently, just so I can receive to my cold storage. And I would rather not set up another wallet in there, uh, just you know, for the possibility of exposing, like you know, the the amount that I have in the cold storage. Um, so I, you know, unfortunately, Blue Wallet has has served me well, but it's not going to be the right. Uh, it's, it's just not a good option in this case, I guess. Phoenix has done well for me. I like that I can connect to my own node there, but it's just uh, for interacting on the Lightning Network, which I typically don't do as often. You know, it's usually more on-chain payments. Uh, so, if you have any recommendations for, for on-chain wallets, or would like to hear more in-depth uh, kind of my, re my reviews from my mindset of different Bitcoin on-chain and Lightning Network wallets, uh, let me know. You know, send me a boost on Fountain, hit me up on socials, whatever, whatever the case like to get some feedback on that. It also kind of brings to mind a topic that I'm not going to get into now, but it's something to mull over and chew on for the time being. Uh, there are certain wallets that I've heard suggested by different podcasters that I had never heard of before in my life before said people have mentioned them. And then all of a sudden, everybody that I know in the community of these people or adjacent to their community only know or at least only use these wallets that I had not heard before. I spend a lot of time on a daily and weekly basis learning about Bitcoin, consuming Bitcoin content and had not come across these in any other channel. So it's, I don't know, it's something I've been mulling over how that happens and how it spreads, I guess. Um, you know, neither here nor there for now. But getting into the main content of the show, my typical car kit. Um, so this is three different bags that I keep in the car with a number of items to keep me prepared for many scenarios with like trying to maximize the utility that I gain for the footprint that's taken up by the bags, if that makes sense. So first up is a seasonal bag. Right now I've got that stocked with items for winter. So I've got a full change of clothes for myself and my wife, a hoodie, a belt, a blanket, a couple of toiletries, deodorant, toothbrush and toothpaste, makeup wipes, and feminine products. So this one 
I will. I, I tried to put everything into one bag, but it wasn't fitting well. Um, so I broke out clothing items, like a change of clothes, into a separate bag, and then that changes with the seasons. So rather than having something that's appropriate for summer and winter, uh, and a, you know blankets, ways to keep warm, etc., kept in my bag that's always in the car that's got like you know um, more serious gear I decided it was easier just to break that bag out and have it as a separate item uh, and that that bag doesn't come with us on road trips like if we're doing anything overnight because we'll have bags packed obviously with clothes for the stay and we always make sure to pack extra clothes when we go anywhere so that bag kind of becomes superfluous at that point I think that bag kind of speaks for itself, but uh, a couple items that I would like to add still are body wipes. I have those in my camping gear, but not in my always in the car bag, or like my, I guess my seasonal bag in this case. Uh, but they would be nice to have uh, for any sort of road trip where I'm taking multiple days to make the trip. Like anytime I go to Texas, I usually break that up. I guess I've always broken it up into two days. It'd be nice to be able to wipe the sweat off and kind of refresh a bit. Uh, <clears throat> next up, the always in the car bag. So this was actually where I started. Uh, with the Once I started finding some different gear that I realized would be useful to always have on hand, I started packing this bag and then adding to it and adjusting as needed. This is going to be a long list. We'll try and go through it slowly. And this one will also have major variations from person to person, especially in different regions, right? So you're trying to have all the things on hand that you would need in a typical, a range of typical like emergencies that you would come across when you're on the road or at least just away from the house. Uh, so going into it, I started with my little outer pockets and then went into the big main pocket. So I have pet wipes, so in, in case the dogs have something funky going on with their ears or um, just have a, a small cut that needs to be wiped off, something to that effect. Um, pet wipes are pretty nifty for that. Lots of grocery bags. These are for mess cleanup, so if the dogs get sick in the car, uh, it's a place to go with paper towels for easy disposal. If I just have a lot of trash in the car, obviously just put it in grocery bags to get it to a trash can. Happens from time to time. Toilet paper, paracord and carabiners, uh, battery terminal cleaner. These are so cheap that you know it doesn't make sense not to have them like everywhere. Uh, your terminals on your battery will get nasty from corrosion can lead to issues starting the vehicle if you're not getting good contact it just you know it's, it's something simple that you can have on hand all the time to make that easy cleanup in a way that does not require getting you know uh, battery acid or whatever it is all over yourself or something uh, a, a simple battery pack for recharging phones bluetooth earbuds Big Larry flashlight. I like these flashlights a lot. We have a lot of them throughout the house and in all the vehicles. Uh, solar lantern and a battery-powered lantern. The solar lantern doesn't really make a lot of sense because it stays in the bag, so it's not super useful. But I have it, and it kind of like inflates, so it deflates to take up very little space. And I had the space to cram it in there, so I figured why not. 
I have a multi-bit socket head screwdriver, um, so typically uh, a, lot, a lot of things that you need to move, like if you had to swap the battery, there, you know, it's typically a socket head to, to get that off, so just keep typical size socket heads on hand to be able to make that adjustment if needed, you know, if I end up with a dead battery or something. Uh, I guess a dead battery that won't jump or recharge, because I have other options too. Uh, a bag of bungee cords and ratchet straps, you know, these are always useful for tying down cargo in the vehicle, behind the vehicle. I, I use a one of those hitch mount uh, cargo carriers that come behind the car from time to time, so it's just nice to have ratchet straps on hand. You go to the store and buy something that's too large to fit in the car, I can put it up on the cargo rack on top, etc. I've got a jump starter. This is one of the big gear items that is, is definitely a nice to have, especially if you can find it inexpensively. They do get pretty pricey, um, but I've got a jump starter that I was able to find cheaply uh, at a Amazon return store, you know, as luck would have it, uh, that will jump my V8 twice on a single charge, and I've, I've had to use it twice on a single charge, so it, I've definitely put that to the test. Um, that thing's been a lifesaver a lot of, a number of times, but I've just run into different issues. I was having battery issues uh, for a while a month or two ago. Yeah, I guess it was right before Thanksgiving. Uh, my battery just didn't want to stay charged. I'd go out to the car it, uh, just for maybe a, a day or two. Uh, both both days when I tried to start the car, it was dead. So I, I jumped it and thought that I had some sort of a battery issue. It just wouldn't stay charged. I, don't, I never figured out what the issue was, but I was able to take my trickle charger and put it on there and get it charged back up after I had run the errands I needed to um, after jumping the car. Came back got it charged up and it, it's been fine since then so I don't I don't know what the issue was but a jump starter was able to get me easily back on the road without the need to flag somebody down to give the car a jump or something um, this one doesn't really make a ton of sense as car gear but I've kept it in the car anyway it's a 2000 watt inverter um, this is like a, a backup power device for the house um, that'll run you know, up to 2,000 watts of power, um, so it'll handle kind of smaller appliances in the house in the case of a power outage. But I keep it in the car because it's going to be used in the car in the event of a home power outage, but also it can plug into the cigarette lighter and be used, obviously, to lower power, uh, to power, excuse me, to power a laptop or something, something like that when I'm on the road. Obviously not while I'm driving. That'd be a while my wife is driving type situation, but it's happened at times where I've had to work in the car. Um, this was a direct recommendation from my buddy Will, first responder textbook. These can be found pretty cheaply on Amazon, and it's just like literally a textbook that like a paramedic would have uh, when they're going through training. It just explains like it's got a table of contents and all these different situations. You, you show up and you see this, how do you respond to prolong prolong life, try to save life, etc. Um, so we've got that in both vehicles. Uh, just to you know, be able to, if we're in an accident or something and we, my wife and I are okay, then it's up to us to be the first responders trying to be of any benefit we can to other people that have been injured in the incident. I also keep a book for enjoyment. 
Uh, so right now I have The One Straw Revolution by Masanobu Fukuoka, because uh, I really enjoyed reading that. You know, it's just something that's nice. If you ended up stranded far from home and you're kind of stuck there for a while, it's nice to have a comfort item like that. So that's, that's the one that I've chosen. I've got two tiny collapsible chairs. These fold like less than an inch thick. Uh, they're not very comfortable, but it's just something that's nice if, if something were to happen you know, roll the vehicle or something. It's just somewhere we can sit while we wait for help and not, not be pacing around and stressing ourselves out. Uh, I've got a mobile tire inflator. Uh, so this just plugs into a cigarette lighter and actually has uh, pressure settings. So you just set it to, you know, like 35 PSF or whatever. Uh, and then go to each of your tires. It's got a gauge built into it as well, obviously. And get the tires inflated if you end up with... Uh, low tire or something like that. This actually came in really handy uh, back in the fall at one point. My wife and I both got new tires on our vehicles and the day after, I believe it was the day after hers were put on, uh, we came out in the morning and one of her tires was just flat to the point where her rim was sitting on the ground. So I was like, you know, I'd felt around and looked around and didn't there wasn't any obvious hole like not a nail sticking out or something crazy uh, so we just aired it back up and then sat there for a while listened to see if we could hear air coming out or anything and there was no issue um, the tire held air from that point it was totally fine it just for whatever reason had deflated overnight um, so it, that without a mobile tire inflator um, you know we could have we would have had to use like a hand pump or driven on the rim to the nearest gas station to be able to get the tire inflated. So that was that was really handy. But the final bit in this bag, and it takes up a good portion of the bag, is a med kit. But before I get into that, I also wanted to mention fluids. Um, I make sure to always keep at least a few quarts of oil in the car and at least half of a five-quart bottle of antifreeze. Obviously, you know, it could be the whole bottle of antifreeze, but it's just whatever I've got on hand. Um, those are easy fixes that are really beneficial. You know, if you come to a point where you're low on antifreeze, my wife's uh, Grand Prix that she had when we first met would, it had, I guess it had like an antifreeze leak or something. It was always low on antifreeze. Um, so that would have been a, a huge help at the time if we kept that on hand. We just had to stop at gas stations all the time to refill it. Uh, and then the oil came in handy while we were at away visiting family over Christmas, uh, for whatever reason, my car started burning oil on that trip. Uh, it was running poorly to, as we finished the trip in the two family before Christmas. And we weren't sure what was up with it. Um, her, my stepfather-in-law, took a look at it and it was just, just a little bit low on oil. So I had oil in the car, just top it up and it's you know, it's been fine since then. It's got some other issue right now. Uh, we didn't drive it today. We were about to take it to the Goodwill, uh, but it was having some weird issue with the braking. Uh, so we just took it back home and took my wife's car instead. I'm not, I'm not sure what this problem is right now, but it was still good on oil. So that's good. Getting into the med kit. Um, this was stocked on the recommendations of my buddy Will and then Jared from Biting the Bullet. Uh, we keep a med kit like this in the house in all the vehicles. Uh, they're all 
quite similar in composition. Uh, there may be minor changes just based on a few extra things that we had around the house that we tried to split evenly between them, uh, but may not have like made it into one bag or the other, but they're, they're pretty much all the same. So we keep lots of gauze, uh, the sterile like base layer, and then also the outer wrap, multiple ace bandages, uh, you know, like a typical kit of band-aids of different sizes, neosporin, itch spray and cream, Tylenol and ibuprofen, allergy medication and eye drops, super glue, sore muscle cream, aura gel, this is like for mouth sores, um, finger splints, that's pretty much the bulk of it. It doesn't sound like a lot when you say it that quickly, but it, I mean it's, I don't know, like a two gallon bag. I, I'm not really great at <laughs> estimating sizes, quantities, or lengths, so that's my best guess. It was, I think it was a bag that two spools of printer filament came in, so if you can imagine what that looks like, that's about the size of the bag. Or you don't have to because it doesn't really matter how big the bag is. Um, some things that I know that I need or need more of right now is more gauze. Um, I heard a story while I was listening to Toolman Tim's workshop radio stream. Uh, some Somebody was talking about some sort of like a... I, he didn't say what the nature of the injury was, but he had he'd showed, he was with somebody and they had an injury of some sort and it was like 36 hours before any help was able to arrive and they used 90 rolls of gauze to pack and wrap this guy's wound and I was like man I don't have 90 rolls of gauze in total and they're relatively cheap each um, if I'm carrying a medical kit in my car obviously the most the most probable scenario I'm gonna run into is some sort of a car wreck and I'm probably gonna need like more in the ballpark of you know I'm guessing something like that amount of gauze uh, to try to at least prolong somebody's life until paramedics can arrive so that is on the way I'm just trying to get more gauze on hand and thinking about at home you know I'll, I run a chainsaw uh, sawzall circular saw any of those things if they were to catch my arm would be I imagine the sort of traumatic injury that would require a large amount of gauze that we don't yet have. Next up in the needs, tourniquets. So we bought tourniquets from Amazon. Um, I heard someone recently cautioning against buying them from Amazon because there are uh, a, at least a decent number of subpar or just shit quality tourniquets on Amazon and obviously if you are in a scenario where a tourniquet is necessary that is the wrong time to find out your tourniquet is not up to par um, so don't buy tourniquets on Amazon uh, my wife and I will be using the tourniquets we bought from Amazon as practice um, you know because they're a one-time use item from what I've uh, learned from research so they are going to, still going to get some use, but I, I would not rely on tourniquets from Amazon in a life-threatening situation. I don't currently have 
a good source for them. But I'm sure there are reputable medical supply companies that one could order them from. Uh, but just to reiterate, do not buy tourniquets on Amazon. <clears throat> Last up is tire plugs. So my wife has tire plugs in her car because at first we only had the one tire inflator. So we bought tire plugs. Um, and, you know, obviously it's not a full overlap in the rolls that those two things fill. But we bought tire plugs to keep in her car um, until we were able to get a tire inflator. So now she has a tire inflator and tire plugs. And I just had the tire inflator, but I would like to also have the tire plugs. They're reasonably cheap. Um, you know, it's just some, something easy to get. It's just overlooked often. Um, and I guess that's kind of the moral of the story with this entire episode. Uh, these things are kind of easy to not think about until they're needed. So it's better to think about it ahead of time and be proactive and try to keep on hand all the things that you are reasonably likely to need in the case of a likely event or emergency in the situation that you're preparing for, right? So the, the contents of your gear are likely to vary to some degree, but I would definitely suggest the jump starter, tire inflator, tire plugs, and some level of med kit, uh, whatever you're comfortable with, because um, you, know, you may just be able to help keep somebody from dying, at the very least. So there is actually one additional bag that I keep on me, and it usually remains on my person. Uh, I don't often take it into stores, uh, but if I'm at some sort of an event, it's typically on me. Uh, family functions, I usually will carry it, uh, at least in the, you know, it, it stays in the house, unless I leave the house, then it's typically in the car, uh, except in, you know, I guess a lot, a lot of places I will bring it in, but not always. Um, this has been colloquially, colloquially called my purse. Um, <laughs> this was also, uh, something that was brought about by my good buddy Will. Um, just one day, when I was visiting him before going home to visit my family for Christmas, he was like, hey, started carrying a purse. It was like a, you know, a leather, kind of single shoulder, uh, you know, like almost like a miniature backpack. He showed me all the different things he was keeping in it. Um, and I, I was like, man, that seems pretty nifty. So I started doing the same. Um, so in my purse, I keep a pocket reference book. This has got like all sorts of unit conversions and just like a bunch of weird quirky things that maybe you could use uh, for random information at different times. Extra loaded magazines, pens, pencils, highlighters, just different writing utensils, a tire gauge, uh, hand lotion, chapstick, a small kit of band-aids and neosporin, cough drops, a speed square, it's only like maybe three or four inches, um, a notebook, and definitely no handgun goes in this container purse. Um, as I learned from my one day of serving on the grand jury here in the great state of South Carolina, cops around here really love 
to arrest people for carrying a legally owned firearm in a vehicle when it's not put in one of the two government approved locations. So, you should not put any guns in any bags in your vehicle in the state of South Carolina. I do not know the rules for any other state, nor do I care to. Um, you know, this is, I guess, always when you have not submitted your fingerprints to the police to earn back the right to defend yourself, uh, you are kind of taking matters into your own hands. When you try to have means of self-defense on hand in a non-government approved way, I'm just going to keep it that vague for the sense of not running afoul of the law, because I'm not trying to do that. I don't want undue attention just rambling at this point. Um, I've mentioned this before on solo episodes, but I'm finding it again now. I really have a hard time talking by myself for this long continuously. It doesn't ever happen. I think the two times in the last year that I've talked for this long without somebody else talking, or even that I've talked this much out of twice this length of time with somebody else. Both times have been solo episodes. It is something I'm going to have to figure out how to overcome. <laughs> um, so, sorry, bump the mic. All that being said, I think that's about where I want to wrap up for the day. Send me some feedback. What do you keep in your car kit that differs from what I have? Um, what do you keep that's the same? What is silly that I have that you would never carry? Do you have a car kit at all? Let me know. Also, if there is anybody at all that you think has some sort of valuable information that more people should know about, let me know. Let's have a conversation. I'm open to anybody with anything to teach coming on the show because I started, reached out to Cody to start this podcast just to learn. Um, and if I have a podcast, I feel like that is an easier foot in the door to people that have knowledge that I would like rather than just asking someone to jump on a call with me for an hour, I can say, hey, would you like to come on my podcast and discuss this? And I have had a few no responses. I guess one that was in the planning phase that I never heard back from, but I haven't had anybody say no. And that is really nice because I am quite an introverted person I don't really reach out to people for help, especially not in a verbal manner. Um, you know, this isn't even like an in-person, but it's still talking to a person. This is, you know, it's, it's all been a way to try to step out of my comfort zone and learn some new things. So, in that regard, I am very happy with the results so far, and I look forward to what comes next. 
if you would like to see me do more live streams that could be any sort of content i've got a few things mulling around in my head that i want to try out um, i need to figure out a schedule for at least like once a week when that will go down uh, let me know let me know what you'd like to see if there's any platforms that i'm not currently on that you would like to see me on let me know that as well I guess that's it for this week. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a good New Year so far. Uh, have you set your goals for this year yet? I have a decent handful set, but I know that there's a lot more that I want to accomplish this year. So, we'll leave it at that point. All my links can be found at lsd.addbitty.tips for limited supply designs and Revolution Solution. If you got value from this rundown of my car kit, send us a boost on Fountain Podcast. Include a message, and I will read it and likely respond because there have been very few so far, so it's really easy to keep up with. Oh, I guess one last thing I should throw here at the end, now that I just thought about it. I expect that I am probably going on Lightning for Liberty again next Wednesday. That should be the 11th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Join in for the live chat, uh, the live stream. I don't know if I have anything necessarily I want to bring to the show just yet, but I'm sure I can come up with something. Also, we're doing a couple of t-shirt giveaways. Uh, I came up with a Kung Fold Master design. Uh, they're give, we're giving away one of those to the person that had the biggest uh, sat stack in a, on a single purchase on Fold over the year, and then also a random drawing for one. Um, so, if you want to be entered for that, go to the Lightning for Liberty Telegram chat and come by for the live stream next week. Alright, now that's really all. Peace and love.